Are you between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Posted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. Good afternoon. You're listening to Sister Nina S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away if you are local. That means you are in the Las Vegas area. To join our discussion today, you will dial 702-650-5588. I say again, if you are local in the Las Vegas area, to join in on our discussion today, you have a prayer request, a praise report, a comment, we would love to hear from you. 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That would be 800-366-8883. I say again, that toll-free number, if you're calling outside the area, that would be 800-366-8883. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We are being streamed live over the Internet on KKVV's website, which is www.kkvv.com. And we're also being streamed live over the Internet from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, which is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, please visit our website. Again, the address is www.savethelostlv.org. Look on the website under radio, radio broadcast and just select what you like to listen to. The gospel is always free on our watch. And we're also on iTunes and it's all also free on iTunes. We are on the FM dial in Las Vegas. That would be FM 101.5. And we are also being broadcasted on the AM dial. That would be 1060 AM. All right. I've said a mouthful, so we're ready to get started. Brother Vernon, who is usually here with me, is not here today. Keep Brother Vernon in your prayers. He's just feeling a little bit under the weather. It happens to us from time to time, but I know the Lord has him, and he will be back with us very, very soon. I love you, Brother Vernon, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Amen. So, we are going to get right into the scriptures today, and... My challenge to you is simply, you have the mind of Christ. And we're going to see why you have the mind of Christ. So we're going to get right into the scriptures. Again, my topic for today is, you have the mind of Christ. But I want to share something with you. I didn't write this, but I saw this, and I think it would really set you in the right frame of mind to appreciate what God has given me today to give to you. So I want you to sit back and ready to receive this and get yourself in a place with your mind, body, heart, and soul that you do have the mind of Christ. So I'd like to share it with you. 
Here are some bold thoughts for your new future. Do you understand that? Here are some bold thoughts for your new future. Here we go. Are you ready? And Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that they receive it. And in receiving something, you have already believed it. Amen. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. I have the mind in me that is also in Christ Jesus. I lovingly release all old, unproductive thoughts and feelings and let them go. I change my thinking now from lack to plenty, from illness to health, from the old me to the new me. I joyfully welcome new ideals from the Christ mind in me. And I am transformed. I pray that that blesses you in the name of Jesus. Again, our topic for the day is you have the mind of Christ. So let's get into this. Now, I'm going to take you to a place in the scriptures where Jesus was confronted by the religious police of the day and they were confronting him with a question about fasting because see the Pharisees fasted and the followers of John the Baptist fasted however Jesus's disciples did not and the people asked him why So Jesus had took this opportunity to speak about what it means to really change from a consciousness of living by public ritual to a consciousness of authentic spiritual life. Now let's go to the book of Matthew. We're going to look at chapter 6 and we're going to look at verse 1. And uh, you're going to see something that's truly going to unfold. And I'm going to challenge you. That you do have the mind of Christ. So I'm looking at the book of Matthew. And I'm looking at chapter 6. And I like to read the first verse. I have the New King James Version. And I have the Red Letter Edition. So again, I'm in Matthew chapter 6. And I'm going to read verse 1 out of the New King James Version. And the Word of God says this. Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. And a lot of people uh, are familiar with the word uh, pious. And when you see that word pious or piety, it's talking about those who really practice religious rituals. And they want to be seen. And they're not doing it from a standpoint to enhance themselves spiritually to grow closer with Christ. They're looking to have approval from men and for men to give them some special honor. Ritualistic things do not produce life. Because it's not about Christ. It's about man and we are not alive unless we're in life in Christ for those who do the work of Christ. You can't get to where you need to be in yourselves. 
because if you could have do could have done it, you would have done it. You're not able to do it. But when you give God all the glory, all the honor, all the praise and realize it's because of him that you have your movement and being, then we can start having a spiritual relationship. Amen. Totally has nothing to do with the body and has everything to do with giving your heart and your mind and declaring your soul to him for him for the glory and then we can start having the mind of Christ Christ didn't do anything for his body he gave his body to be a living sacrifice for us so that we can have the eternal gift of eternity with salvation it's important that we want to truly understand about what having the mind of Christ is about so Right here, Jesus is confronting those who just do things because they want to be seen and do things because, well, (laughs) this is how we do it. It's unfortunate, but there's a remedy to that. So let's look at Mark. We're going to go to verse 22 of the second chapter. Again, we're going to go over to Mark. And we're going to go to chapter 2. And we're going to look at the 22nd verse. So, and again, it's red letter. And in the red letter edition, we know that Christ is speaking. So we're in Mark chapter 2. And we're going to go to the 22nd verse. Oh, let's find it and let's get to it. Amen. So I'm almost there. All right. I believe I'm here. Mark chapter two, verse 22. And it's in red letter, but lets us know that Christ is speaking. I'm in the new King James version. And the word of God says this, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else the new wine burst and the wineskins. Excuse me. Let me back that up. Again, verse 22. And no one puts new wine into old wineskin or else the new wineskin burst and the wines burst the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. I'm going to say it together all right verse 22 and no one puts new wine into old wineskin or else the new wine burst the wineskins the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined but new wine must be put into new wineskin thank you holy spirit i needed to say that a few times and holy spirit i know you have your reasons and i appreciate that you always want to be guided and led by the Holy Spirit because sometimes we just want to do things a little more quickly and the Holy Spirit will have his way so I appreciate that Holy Spirit so Jesus is challenging them because they are fasting for the wrong reasons they are fasting so other men can see them and so if we look at it We have to say we have two elements here. We have new wine 
and we have wineskins. So we want to put the new wine into the new wineskin because some people are trying to put new wine into old wineskins. So we have to look at what is the new representing and what is the old representing. And then we have this container that is a wineskin. So you have to understand a little bit about wine. And this is why Jesus is using this parable because they knew a lot about wine. And one of the things you have to learn about new wine is there's a fermenting process and it's still going along. And subsequently, because of the fermenting process, you have a wine that is expanding. So you have to have something that can handle that expansion. So the thing that can handle that expansion would be a new wine skin because it can stretch as the wine needs to stretch and then to settle. And then the new wine skin can handle all the metamorphism that's going on, all the transformation that's going on. It's quite adapt to do that. But, oh, you have something that is an old wine skin. That's hard. That's brittle. It's not pliable. You can't move it around. It's not going to bend and mold and stretch. So it's not suitable to put new wine into an old wine skin because there's nothing to vent in there. It cannot expand or move. So what does it, what happens? It burst. So you have this wine and before it was wine, it was a grape that had to be grown, that had to be harvested, that had to start as a little seedling, that had to go through all the seasons the soil had to be tilled and prepared for the seedling to turn into a vine and let alone a vine that can yield grapes some grapes are not good but these grapes were good and suitable for making wine so they were choice grapes and then you have to have the process of pressing the grape. You have to understand all this has to happen even before it can go into a wine skin. With all this happening, you have to see how important it is to go into a new wine skin. This is a new wine into a new wine skin. And they understood exactly what he was talking about. And some of us men and women of God. When we have the mind of Christ, we represent the new wine. And then when we operate in that and let Christ's mind work into our mind so we become one with Christ, we have the new transformation. Old things have passed away. But some of us want to be upset with those of us who understand the new wine 
and the new wineskin process. And we want to be old wineskins. Well, Jesus is very clear in Mark chapter 2, 22, what will happen. So now I'm going to read the scripture again, but we just don't find it in Mark. So we're going to continue to search out the scriptures and I'm going to show it to you even in the Old Testament. Amen. So again, now let's read Mark chapter 2, 22 with the mind that we have because we do have the mind of Christ. Amen. So again, Mark chapter 2, verse 22, and I'm in the New King James Version. And again, it's the red letter edition that lets me know that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is speaking. It says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins or else the new wine burst the wineskins. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. New wine must be put into new wineskins. Men and women of God, you're going to have to make the decision. Are you new wine? Then you must go into new wineskins. This is what our Lord and Savior says. You have to decide, is that you? Because you cannot stay the same. There's a transformation going on continuously because there's a renewing of your mind. We have to get that into our spirit, men and women of God. And some of us are receiving great difficulty and can't understand the great opposition that's going on in our lives is because you are not adhering here. Now, there was nothing wrong with fasting. It has health benefits it has great spiritual benefits but they were not interested in that aspect of it they were only interested in showing themselves elevated in a ritualistic way and not in a spiritual way so Jesus had to get their minds right and let them know that that was not representative of the kingdom and it was not going to work. It didn't work then. It, it's not going to work now. So let me show you something in the book of Matthew. So let's go back over to Matthew. And I want to share that with you. We are going to look at Matthew chapter 9. And then we're going to look at verse 16. Amen. So Matthew chapter 9. And let's look at verse 16. So, I'm still in the New King James Version. So, we are in Matthew chapter 9, and we want to look at verse 16. And Jesus is still speaking. So, here we see it in Matthew. Verse 16, no one puts a piece of unstruck cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment, and the tear is made worse. Now look at verse 17. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskin breaks. The wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined, but they put new wine into new wineskin and both are preserved. Wow. Preserved. 
preserved in Christ. Amen. You really have to see that. There are some serious decisions that have to be made. Are you new wine trying to go into an old wine skin? Well, we know what's going to happen. Your new wine is going to be spilled and the wine skin is going to burst. So everything is ruined. There's nothing left. And look at all the process that it took to get you to that point. So here we have ourselves at one time being an unbeliever. And then we get ourselves to the point where we trust and believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is. That he was crucified. That he died. And in three days he rose. And we made a confession. As we will see in Romans 10 and 9 and 13. So we have accepted the gift of salvation. However, we still want to live the same way that we used to live prior to coming into a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Or we get into a point where we want to be ritualistic about how we serve Christ. And it becomes more of a show. than actual spiritual growth. We are upset about the transformation process. We are upset about the sanctification process. We are upset about the adversity process. But I declare to you, a grape goes through great transformation. Before it's suitable to become wine. And then when it's put into a wine sack. A new one. A wine sack. A wine skin. There is still expansion. Going on. And there's an aging process. You might be familiar. With a slogan. That was used by. The Masan winery. We will serve no wine before it's time. Well, you can't do anything without Christ. And we have to understand that if you are going to have success in life, in Christ, we definitely have to get this lesson. It's imperative that we do. So. I want us to see that it's in the book of Luke too. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to see it. And I believe it's around the 37th verse. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 5. And we're going to look at the 37th verse. So let me turn over there to Luke. So 
So we're still in the New Testament, still in the New King James Version. We're in the book of Luke, chapter 5, and we want to look around the 37th verse. And it's the red letter edition, so Jesus is speaking again. This is Luke, chapter 5, verse 37. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine will burst the wineskins and be spilled, and the wineskins will be ruined. And 38, but new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. 39, and no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new, for he says, the old is better. (laughs) And we also see, when we look further up, uh, verse 36, then he speaks spoke a parable to them no one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one otherwise the new makes a tear and also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old wow we ought to get that in our spirit men and women of god especially when it says the new does not match the old we have to think about that And some of us are really, really battling with ourselves. And we just have to understand that this is how it has to be. He's already laying it out for you. He's telling you how it's going to end up. All will be lost. New wine in old wineskin. You're not operating from the mind of Christ. So we can't keep buying into lies and, and believing lies. You do have a new mind when you give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ. But it's up to you to use the mind and know that the mind is there for you to use. But if you're going to keep putting what God has given you and blessed you with into an old way of deadly living, then all is going to be lost. It says it's going to burst the skin is going to be ruined and all the wine spilt. That whole process has been for nothing. There's nothing you can salvage out of spilled wine and burst wine skins. You cannot salvage anything out of that. The word is very clear. However, we have a promise We take the new wine, put it in the new wine skin. They're going to grow along together, be transformed together, going to be able to bless together. And the wine will be preserved. The whole process will be preserved. That ought to speak to your spirit. 
That ought to encourage you tremendously. Now, I told you I wanted to show you something in the Old Testament pertaining to this. So let's go to the book of Job. And we're going to look at Job chapter 32. And we're going to look at verse 19. Again, we're going to the book of Job. We're going to look at chapter 32. And we're going to look at verse 19. And again, I'm in the New Testament. Job 32 verse 19. And the word of God says this. Indeed, my belly is like wine that has no vent. It is ready to burst like new wineskin. Wow. And this is what we have to understand. This was a process that has been going on for a long time. And they understand when you have wine that it has to go into the new wineskin. Job talked about it being able to vent. When we're being transformed, there's going to be some things that fall off of us. The Apostle Paul talked about scales falling from the eyes. There's going to be a liberation in being unshackled that you don't believe lies anymore. The fruit of the Spirit is going to be able to operate in you. And it's going to produce such a wonderful, fragrant, and luscious wine. That's the time process. It's the fermentation that's going through. And everybody who makes wine or understands how wine is made understands that there is a fermentation process. But in that process, that's where the promise of preservation happens. You don't need to worry about the chemical and scientific processes that are going on. Just catch it in your spirit and know that it's already done because Christ has given it to us. But you have to do something. This is a requirement that we do something. It's not enough to just to sit here this was something that they physically did in their daily lives. So we have to constantly have the new wine in our daily lives. And the new wine would be Christ himself. If we are studying Christ, if we are modeling Christ, we are praying to the Lord Jesus Christ. We are actively in a possession, excuse me, in a position. He will activate that. So you need to get yourself into a position. But if you're constantly 
going to accept lies and operate in lies, then that would be your old wineskin. If you're constantly going to be ritualistic about your relationship with Christ, that would represent an old wineskin. If you're constantly doing things that you know are not pleasing to Christ, and you are aware of the sins, and keep operating in the sins, and multiplying the sins, then that would be old wineskin. And new wine in an old wineskin will not produce anything but total ruin. We have to understand that. We saw that in Luke. We saw it in Matthew. We saw it in Mark. We also saw how Jesus told them to beware of practicing their piety before others in order to be seen. The Lord Jesus Christ is not food when there are houses that say his name on it. When there are houses who are trying to play with his words. He is very aware of counterfeit houses of God and he's very aware of counterfeit sons and daughters because sons and daughters of the most high God would be brothers and sisters to Christ. So he's very aware and he tells them to beware. So if you are being warned, you have an opportunity to stop doing something a certain way. And that's where the gift of repentance comes in. And getting back to what we first opened with, where it says, by someone that I thought was very meaningful to what we're talking about today, I'd like to read it again. I didn't write it, but I'd like to read it again. It says, here are some bold thoughts for your new future. I am transformed by the renewing of my mind. I have the mind in me that is also in Christ Jesus. I lovingly released an old, unproductive thoughts and feelings and let them go. I change my thinking now from lack to plenty, from illness to health, from the old me to the new me. I joyfully welcome new ideals from the Christ mind in me and I'm transformed. See, it says welcoming new ideals from the Christ mind in me. You got to catch that in your spirit. And then it says, I'm transformed. Christ defeated death. How could you not be transformed by him? How could you not be? He is transforming. There's nothing like him. There's no one like him. There's nothing like the word of God. Nothing can even compare. 
you do have the mind of Christ. When you operate as Jesus, our Lord and Savior, instructs us to do. And he says we'll be preserved. It comes with the promise. It doesn't get better than that. Now let's look at the Apostle Paul. And let's see what he's talking about in reference to this. Because we know the Apostle Paul went to the Gentiles. So Jesus, in this particular context, was talking to the Pharisees. And instructing his disciples. Amen? So we're going to go to Romans. And we're going to look at Romans 12. And I do appreciate this lesson, Holy Spirit. Thank you so much. Romans 12. And I'm going to look about the second verse. And this is the Apostle Paul speaking. And the word of God says this. And again, I'm in the New Testament. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So let's look at the key players here. We're looking at the mind. And it's not any kind of mind. It's the mind of Christ. And he is exhortating to them. And he's telling them. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to old wineskin. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The new wineskin. The mind of Christ. That you may prove. What is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Good, acceptable and perfect will of God. That you be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Your mind in Christ. You do have the mind of Christ. It would be evident. Because you would not. Have such strong opposition. To progressive sanctification. You wouldn't have such strong opposition. When you've been set free and you're not in bondage anymore and you don't talk about past things. You don't refer to yourself as a past thing or person or place. You would be so thankful that God saved you. You would be so grateful that that's where you would want to be in the transformation process in the fermenting process in the growing old to be as sweet and as productive and as blessed as you possibly could be you wouldn't see an illness in you you would see health in you you would not see lack in yourself you would see plenty in yourself you would not see your old self you would see your new self And you would say affirming things to yourself. That you are being transformed. That you have the mind of Christ. That your mind is being renewed. And that this word would not come back void. That this word is special for you. 
and that he's speaking directly to you and that he has given you warnings and he has shown you the error of your ways and showing you how you can be more productive and grow every day in Christ and enjoy the life that was always your life. See, along the way, we got distracted. When we came out of our mother's womb, we had a separation process. And the separation process started in Genesis with Adam and Eve. Because of what they did, there's a separation process. But guess what? Each of us have an opportunity to give our lives to Christ on our own. And when we do that and come into relationship with him, there's a promise. Who would not want that? Who would not want to be transformed and have the renewing of their mind? But the thing is, not just any mind, the mind of Christ. What other mind would you want? What other mind could compare? Who could have a mind that would be considered the mind of the Lord or Lord, the King of Kings? Who would have a mind that can compare with that that defeated, that defeated death? Who would have a mind that can compare that would have a blood that flowed through his body that was so pure it paid for every sin of the whole world? Who would have a mind that you would even want that says that they and the Father are as one? There's only one person that has that. That's Christ. You cannot go back into old wineskin and think that there's going to be some productivity. It's not. It's a recipe for disaster. He came. The father said he gave him for what? So we can have our lives and live them more abundantly. What is abundant about putting new wine in old wineskin? That's hard, brittle, cannot bend, cannot stretch. It's like being buried alive. Because eventually... The old wineskin is going to burst. It cannot handle the new wine. A lot of us men and women of God are having great oppositions with certain relatives, certain family members, certain close friends, certain people on our jobs, in our community. But look at this and ask yourself, and you need to be at the front of the line when you're asking yourself this question. Am I new wine? And where do you put new wine? There's only one place that you can put it. In new wine skin. And if I'm new wine, there's only one place I can go. Into new wine skin. And if I'm new wine, why am I believing a lie that I can go into old wineskin and produce what I can do in new wineskin? Tell me where the preservation happens in new wine going into old wineskin. We've looked at it in Mark 
Matthew and Luke. It's a process. So either we don't believe in the transformation part, we don't believe the mind of Christ part. There's a disconnect here. And the only disconnect could be that we are willing to accept lies about ourselves. We don't believe in the transformation part. We don't believe in the renewing of the mind part. And we must not believe that we're talking about having the mind of Christ. Who has bewitched you that you would believe lies about yourself? And it doesn't have to be someone telling you lies. You could be accepting the lie in your own home, in your own life. Because you are saying, well, it didn't turn out the way that I thought it was going to turn out. Well, I'd like to speak to that part. And let's go to John chapter 4, verse 35. And then I'm going to give you something else. So what, but before we go to that, I, I, I want to go to uh, the book of Philippians first. And then we're going to go to uh, John, okay? And then I'm going to give you something else. So let's go to Philippians because I want to uh, bookend this that we saw with Romans chapter 12, verse 2. So we're in Philippians and Paul is going on with this message about the wineskin. And the renewing of the mind. Amen. And the transformation. So we're in Philippians chapter 2. And I'm going to look at verse 5. And the word of God says this. Let the mind be in you. Which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God. Did not consider it robbery. To be equal with God. Wow. Look at that. I want to say that again. Again Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And then verse six says, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. And let's look at verse seven, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and ate and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Wow. Can you imagine with the renewing and transformation of your mind that you are taking on the mind of Christ and look what Christ did. For us, for this world, for all humanity, we have the opportunity to have the mind of Christ so we can operate in the glory, in the power, in the honor as a servant to do the will. It says the good will, right? And he also said that it was acceptable and perfect will of God. 
Can you imagine what the renewing and transformation of your mind to have it as Christ that you could do the good and acceptable and perfect will of God just by allowing that process to happen? It can't happen with old wineskins. It can't happen with stinking thinking. It can't happen with hanging out and doing things like we used to do. Well, what was the point of salvation? If you want to continue to live like you used to live and do what you want to do. What was the purpose of that? Salvation is real and it works. It's up to us to partake in the gift. But in partaking in the gift, we need to be able to receive the gift. And if you don't believe in the gift, you can't receive it. Amen? So, I'm going to go to John. I'm going to look at chapter 4, and I'm going to look at verse 35. So, I'm in John, the Gospel of John, chapter 4, and I'm looking at verse 35. And Jesus is speaking because it's the red letter edition. So, let's look at it. Verse 35, John, chapter 4. The Word of God says this. Do you not say, there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are always white for harvest. Then we want to look at verse 36. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life and both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together 37 for in this the saying is true one sows another reaps 38 i sent you to reap for which you have not labored others have labored and you have entered into their labors he's labored for us By being a servant. Being obedient to his father unto death. Who would not want that? Who would not want to be transformed, to be Christ-like, to have that type of mind, to have that type of resolve, to have that type of character? And it has nothing to do with your outward appearance and what you do for man. The formation process continues in the new wine skin. The new wine is poured into the new skin. And it's safe and it preserves and it grows. And it just gets better and better with age. We have an opportunity to create ourselves and how we want to be in our later years. Right here and right now. So you have to ask yourself, am I living to grow old, to be stubborn, to be in rebellion, to be an old wineskin? brittle 
unbendable and that when the new wine, the renewing of the mind and the transformation of the heart and the spirit comes upon me, I'm totally not able to handle it. And it just spills and bursts the wine skin. Do you want to burst? Do you not want to be preserved? We have to make up our minds, men and women of God, what it is that we're going to do. We have an opportunity here as to what type of person that we want to end up being. We have an opportunity. So are you the type of person that says, I'll believe it when I see it? Are you the type of person that says, you'll see it when you believe it? That's the type of person I am. If I don't believe it, I'll never see it. And I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe everything that he says. And I thank him for what he did for me. So Lord, I'm saying to you today. I don't have to see it to believe it. I am going to see it. Because I believe it. Believe in the process of the new wine in the new wine skin. Do away with the new wine skin in the old wine skin. You'll never get to where you need to be in Christ. And you do have the mind of Christ. We love you and save the loss at all costs. God bless you. It is our humble prayer that the most high God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 3.02 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas his very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 AM and 101.5 FM. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852, North Las Vegas, 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.